Happy birthday, Karen. Oh my God, Katie, thank you. <laughs> Today, July 12th is the day Karen Hawkins was born. A certain number of years ago, and I don't know if you want to talk about the years, but it I'm just so happy that you were born. Katie, I'm so happy you were born. And I am fine saying that I'm 46. Hell yeah, 46. <sighs> 40 fucking six. You know... I am trying to, we talked about aging already. I'm not going to get into it. I love birthdays. I'm a birthday diva. So I just, I, I feel like my love of having a birthday outweighs my like, ah, fuck, I'm old. Perfect. That's the good news. That's amazing. It's like a yes and moment, except that the, like the positive, it seems like outweighs the negative. That's a beautiful thing. I think a lot of people feel that way about their birthdays, frankly. Yeah. Yeah. That's so exciting. And I'm so happy for you to celebrate. And yeah, it's just like another year around the sun. That's a big deal. So it's a huge deal. It really is. So we are recording this, of course, Friday. And so this weekend I am going away. And you'll hear it, listeners, you're hearing this on my birthday. I'm going away this weekend to a getaway cabin in Michigan. I will let you all know how it goes. I mean, it pales in comparison, Katie, to your recent travels, which I cannot wait to hear about. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm so excited for your getaway cabin. P.S. If getaway, the company is listening, please sponsor us because I'm actually really excited to hear about your experience. And for those who don't know what getaway is, it's actually the name of a company. We're not talking about like going away somewhere. I mean, it is going away to somewhere special, but you're the one who told me about this. I guess we could do like a unsponsored sponsorship slot for getaway (laughs) to lure them in. But what is getaway exactly? Exactly. FTC, this portion is not sponsored. So princess, shout out to princess is the first person who told me about it. It's this company that's built these like container home cabin, tiny home cabins all over the country. And the idea is that your cabin is always two hours within a two hour drive of a major city. So I'm doing the getaway from Chicago. And it's in this small town in Michigan. And they I feel like they have a template, right? Like you've got the cabin, there's a giant window with a bed, there's a kitchenette, there's a fire pit. Like they've got a they've got a thing down. And yes. yeah, I'm really excited to try it. Oh my gosh, it looks so beautiful. I've gone on the website since you've told me about it. And I'll definitely link it in the description of this podcast because we'll also put it on our Instagram and everything because it really it looks like actually spectacular and the whole idea isn't it that you're like really disconnecting that you're getting back to nature like that whole concept some of them don't even have wi-fi right like that's part of it i haven't seen anything about wi-fi and i'm gonna not look (laughs) on the website for information about the wi-fi but they also have like a cell phone lockbox when you get there that you can put your cell phone in oh my god i love everything about this and i wish i invented it that is so genius That is so genius. Wow. Oh my gosh. I remember I used to write stories um, for Bloomberg and Bloomberg used to make me interview executives about the most random stuff. This is seriously like eight, nine years ago. And I remember one of them was they wanted me to interview executives on how they unplug. And one of the women that I interviewed, these were like all CEOs. And one of the women I interviewed, she's like, I have to go to Bora Bora and go to this one resort where they will lock my phone and my laptop at the front desk. And I'm like, dude, 
just unplug your laptop oh. at your house. Like you don't have to go to Bora Bora. Like my, my editor was like, is this really what she said? And I was like, I promise you, like, here's her contact information. Like this is real. So the fact that this has been catching on and you don't have to fly, not that you wouldn't want to go to French Polynesia, but I'm just saying that's definitely a thing. Yeah. I mean, like this is the first trip of the year. Number two clearly will be Bora Bora. Yeah. 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 Like one clearly. of those, um, those huts that don't have like the huts built in the ocean that don't have, they have glass floors. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. The kayaks just come up to your door. Like no problem. You have room service that comes on a little canoe. Yes. I mean, that wouldn't be so bad really. I mean, I'm, I'm slamming this woman who used to go to Bora Bora to disconnect, but really I want that life. So yeah, just for the record. I mean, yes. Bora Bora tourism chamber of commerce. If you're listening. Oh yeah. We will do a free event at any, like, I was going to say any of your islands is Bora Bora one Island. Anyway, I digress, but we will easily do multiple free events. Um, I don't want to speak for you, Karen, but I would do a free event. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm there. I'm not going to, I'm not going to make you go by yourself. Yes. Rude. Exactly. Yes. This is a package deal. Please come to us, Bora Bora Tourism Board. Anyway, speaking (laughs) of, speaking of vacations. Yes. I just got back. So for those who have listened to the last three episodes, we recorded them three weeks ago in succession, literally in one sitting, which was really, really fun. I actually really loved it. My dad calls me and he's like, you're not at home. How did you talk to Karen today? And I was like, yeah, dad, I didn't like I, you know, but I mean, he was just like, it sounds like it's magic. And I was like, no, I was on a plane anyway. So yes, we, we did condense them all. So we basically, um, haven't talked in three weeks. So we have a lot to catch up on and we have done very little catching up off of the pod. So listeners, you are listening to, as always, our actual conversations, but basically what happened was I went to the major, you know, wedding, my cousin's wedding in Los Angeles. It was the 300 person wedding. Um, he's marrying an Indian Pakistani woman. Oh my gosh, your cat is visiting. She wants to hear the story. That's so helpful. is deeply interested in the wedding. <laughs> yes. And so I was there for, we got there on a Thursday, left on a Monday morning. And I kind of thought like they had told us it's going to be a two day affair. And I was like, okay, great. No problem. Like maybe we'll just have, you know, in the evenings or whatever. No, no, no. It was like, okay. So out of the four days, I would say 36 of those hours, maybe, maybe 30 of those hours, but, or no, what am I saying? I'm going to have to cut this, but basically I can't do math, but like basically two and a half days out of four days were like so incredibly full on dedicated to this wedding. It was really intense, but was really interesting is like, it was fantastic. Like it was the whole thing was so wonderful, Karen. So we got to LA and we, I had contacted this tattoo artist, which this is kind of a sidebar story, but there's this tattoo artist that listeners, if you're looking for a really great tattoo and you're in LA or going to LA, if you go to Winterstone, Winter is at Winterstone on um, Instagram, he's the person who does like, or he does, he has a ton of celebrity clients like Lady Gaga and Chrissy Teigen and blah, 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 all these super famous people. And of course I've been following him for years and I've been wanting to get a script tattoo of the word love on my hand, on my arm. I actually write it all the time on my arm. And I actually, now that I have it, think that I've written it, but it's, I'm like, oh, right. That'll be there for the rest of my life. Like I forget, you know, like it's like, it's it's like, but I'm really happy about it. But anyway, so I ended up getting on his wait list and getting in, which was like 
act of God. I, I mean, seriously, like he's booked out until 2024. And so it was like, I couldn't even believe I got on this wait list. It cost me, you know, a mortgage payment. <laughs> I'm not really kidding. I'm just only sort of kidding, but uh, yeah, it was, you know, my 40th birthday gift to myself. And um, it was less than my, my mortgage for the record, but anyway, it was close. And so basically I got these tattoos. I got a heart tattoo that I had written and a love tattoo, which I had also written and he was really great. And so we got there. It was really fun. He was a super nice guy. And and then my family arrived the next day and it was just full on. And Tyler and I had um, organized and chore or done a choreographed dance. We had planned to do a choreographed dance for the act, the Indian part of the wedding, um, which went pretty well. It was terrifying. I think, wait, we talked before and you were on the, my surprise birthday party. Listeners, this is so crazy. Yes. My sister organized a surprise birthday party and you were there, Karen. And PS, oh my, my entire family multiple times over the weekend was like, I'm so glad Karen was there. I'm so glad Karen was there. I love Karen. Like, this is so wonderful. And I was like, I'm so glad that Karen was there too. Like, thank you for coming to my surprise birthday no. party that I had no idea about. I am so grateful I got to be there. I'm so grateful your sister reached out. Hello, family. It was so good to see all of you. I feel like I, it's one of those things like I, you know, we're all waiting for you to come home. That was, I'm sure you've heard the story about how God. you had no idea. So like Zero. all of these people who love you are sitting on Zoom and it's just like, oh, wait, no, no, for real. She has no idea she's supposed to be home now. Okay, <laughs> cool, cool, cool. But like it was wait, so none of you know like, each other. Like. <laughs> I felt like I knew them though. Like I was looking at your mom, like, oh, we've totally, no, we haven't. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So much fun. Oh my gosh. It was so much fun. So and fun to surprise you. It was so much fun. I mean, basically, so I, I came home I, from dropping off our dog at the sitter. And this was the night before we left for LA and my sister and I were talking on the phone and my sister and I talk on the phone all the time. So she was like, yeah, I have to go like very abruptly. And I was like, okay, whatever. And I said, I have to be home for some reason because Tyler wants to take me on a date, but it's four 30 in the afternoon and he never gets off work early. Like that doesn't even make sense. She's like, wow, you'll just have to tell me about it later, but I can't really talk right now. And I was like, okay. Meanwhile, she's on zoom with like 20 of you and like <laughs> trying to because I was late for my own party anyway so I get on zoom and all of your faces I didn't actually see everyone at first because it wasn't on gallery view and so I think I only could see my sister and then when it was on gallery view I was like holy shit like this is oh my god that's even better <laughs> oh my god it was amazing it was so much fun but then some of you asked about this dance that we were going to do and so we ended up doing it <laughs> live um, which was really fun. I mean, <laughs> because my mom in Michigan, my sister in Salt Lake City, we were, my brother, like actually my brother didn't know about it, but anyway, it was just a lot. But when we were, it was great. And then at the actual wedding, I mean, it was terrifying, Karen. So like, first off, we were in full saris, like formal dress for this Indian wedding. And, and then not only the saris, like the bride wanted us to get our hair and makeup professionally done. And so I have like lacquer on my hair. Like I'm like, my hair's never going to move again ever. And like, seriously, it's been a week and a half since this wedding. And I'm still washing out whatever glue these people put into my hair, which I'm not mad about. I mean, it looks great, but I'm just like, okay, whatever it was. I, I just never really get my hair done. I never like, I got my hair done for my own wedding, but I never got my makeup done for my own wedding. It doesn't even occur to me. Like, I'm like, what? And they were like, no, we need your makeup done. And I was like, got it. Okay. Wow. I don't know what that means, but yeah. 
Getting your makeup done is kind of cool. Have you ever had your makeup done professionally? Oh, yes. You have? <laughs> oh, totally. Is it the best? I, oh, it's the best. It really, I say it like that because I'm friends with drag queens. So oh. like, they just like to play on my face. Um, shout Amazing. out to you, Mark Zant. Yeah. Like every rebellious event for a while, Mark would do my makeup and really? it was so much fun. Yeah. And he's like a cosmetologist and he would do my makeup and oh my God, it was so much fun. Isn't it the best thing ever? Yes. It, it's kind of addictive now that I've had it done twice. <laughs> <laughs> like I really Uh-oh. want, oh my gosh, seriously. I'm like, I look so much better. Like, I mean, I can sort of do my own makeup, but really not. I'm not that good. I, I, w- I wish I was better. But like, I just, it's really remarkable when they like turn you around in the chair and you're like, oh, that's really me. Holy shit. I'm, I look damn good. <laughs> oh my gosh. It really, it, it makes me realize like, that's why these like makeover shows are so successful. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, no, the before, the after photos, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's addictive. I'm so excited that you got that. Oh my gosh, it was amazing. And then like, it makes me think of the before and after of like seeing like celebrities that post online pictures of themselves without makeup. They don't look bad. They're still beautiful people, but they look normal, like a normal human. And it's like, oh, when they're like, when they usually are like doing their press junkets or whatever, they're, they don't look they just look like supermodels. And it's like, well, anyone can look like a supermodel if you get your makeup done. That's the secret of success. Oh my God, buy a professional. This, I will admit, is one of the reasons that I enjoy makeup tutorials on YouTube so much. Yes. Because you get to watch the whole transformation. Like they start the video with no makeup on. And it's just like, oh, oh, I'm going to watch you turn yourself into this glamazon. That's amazing. Yeah. That sounds very satisfying, actually. You need to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. I'll give you some names of the ones I watch. Yes, yeah. please. Because that does sound very sad. Like it's like, kind of like watching like an HGTV re- like remodel <laughs> in a way. <laughs> also massively satisfying. Like it's like, oh wow, this looks incredible. So anyway, I did get my makeup done. I got my hair done. Um, we did the dance and what I, I mean, the dance actually went really, really well. We had so much fun. We practiced multiple times. We went to the beach the day before we were practicing on the beach. We were, my brother, God love him. Oh my gosh. He's in graduate school. And he came for basically 24 hours of like the most important 24 hours of the wedding. And he flew out from like, you know, small town, Indiana to do it. And it was like, but he practiced, I swear to God, he practiced like three times and he was completely fine. Whereas I had practiced for like two months. <laughs> I was like, okay. And so anyway, you know, no, no comparison, I guess, but yeah, it was great. It was really, really fun. Um, but what was really interesting to me, like, and then the next night was the black tie affair, which was much more of a traditional wedding experience where I've been, I mean, I haven't been to that many black tie weddings, but it was like a, like a Western, like American style, like, you know, with the officiant and like the bridesmaids and the groomsmen and blah, blah, blah. It was great. But the thing that really got me, Karen, was like at the end of that. So that was like, it was basically three nights because there was a rehearsal dinner before the Indian wedding, three nights of like hard partying. Like I'm talking like (sighs) rave level partying. And it was like, I was so exhausted, but I was also really, really happy because what I realized was that there was so much ritual that was related to these events. Like it was very, very ritualistic. I mean, not just with the Indian wedding, but with the black tie wedding, with 
all of it, like even the ritual of getting my hair and makeup done, like this was something that like we were asked to do that, like we needed to be there at a certain time that we like, we had appointments for things. Like there was this ritual that was really interesting, but during the Indian wedding. So Eric, my, um, my cousin that was getting married, it's confusing because my brother's name is also Eric, but anyway, the groom, he had, he pulled Tyler aside and my brother aside. And he was like, Hey, like, this is maybe, I don't know, 12 hours before the Indian part of the wedding. He's like, I need you to, um, to guard me during the wedding. And they were like, Oh, ha ha. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? He's like, no, I'm actually really serious. He's like, there is a custom in some Indian traditions. And Zareen, his now wife is one of, is part of one of those traditions where her side, the men on her side of the family will try to steal my shoes. This is the groom talking. And Eric and Tyler are like, Eric, my brother and Tyler are like, what? And, and, and the groom is like, no, my cousin, he's like, they, they try to steal the shoes. We cannot allow them to steal the shoes. It's this whole game and we have multiple shoes and we hide them places and like, blah, blah, blah. So Tyler and Eric were like, oh, that's great. Like, this is going to be fun. And my cousin, Eric was like, no, no, no. I need you guys to like, really take this seriously. Like, I don't want anyone to get hurt because, but you're going to have to what? like block and tackle. Oh yeah. Like, wait, we, what? <laughs> like, we need you to block and tackle and like, really like, you know, like, like small injuries are okay, but like really oh bad hurting, like it's not okay. So meanwhile, my brother and Tyler are like, what does this mean? Like my brother's in the military, like he's, a, he's, and my, and Tyler's a big guy and like they are, but they're also not fighters. Like <laughs> PS, why would they want to hurt anyone? Like, you know, like we're at a wedding. <laughs> at a wedding. <laughs> So, so Eric is just like, you know, I have like you two and then I have a couple other people, but they're like, I also need you before that's during the wedding where, you know, we're going to have to be like, there's going to have to be a code word. You're going to be have to be on high alert. And so when I scream the code word, you have to drop whatever you're doing and run to me, like run, like sprint. Like this is like, (laughs) oh my God, Katie. Oh my God. Okay. So during the wedding, incredible. There were sprinters, grown men sprinting through the ballroom (laughs) like I'm not even kidding I mean there was it was a non-child like children were not allowed which frankly is a good thing that was like that would have been like a hazard because these grown men would have had to do like hurdles over them because they were like like I mean no one was actually hurt like everything was fine but it was really interesting because back to the ritual piece Tyler afterward I was like what did you think of this whole because it was like a full-on like he was really a bodyguard for the better part of like seven hours. And so my God. (laughs) Yeah. And so I was like, what did you think? He was like, it was actually really awesome. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, I had something to do. Like I had a purpose. And I was like, oh, that's so interesting. And he's like, and my brother felt the same way, like halfway through the wedding, I'm like, Eric, my, to my brother, I was like, how are you feeling? And he's like, really uncomfortable right now because the shoe that we're trying to protect is down my pants. And I was like, what the heck? And I was like, I don't really want to know that. And he's like, well, he's like, this is the only way they like, my brother's really quiet. And he's like, sometimes it pays to be the quiet guy. Like nobody suspects it's me. Whereas Tyler's like, you know, hamming it up with the other guys and they're all dancing and like sharing drinks, not sharing drinks, COVID, not sharing drinks, but like cheersing, you know, whatever. But like, Anyway, the point is, is that like that ritual made them feel really happy. And like, meanwhile, I'm having to be certain places too. Like, I mean, we had to get ready for the wedding. We had to like, I was meeting different people. My mom and Christy and I got henna. It was like, 
And then the next night it was very ritualistic in terms of like, we had to go, we had to be introduced formally, like as part of the wedding, it wasn't really the wedding party, but it was like, we were the family. And so we were like, you know, they said our names and the DJ had us. And so we had to come out at certain times. It was just really interesting, Karen, because I've had nothing like that for 18 months. Not that I like usually would go to a 300 person Indian Pakistani wedding anyway. But like, the point is, is that like, when I've been in my house alone for 18 months, like, I don't, like no one's relying on me. Yes, with work and whatever, but this is like super important event. Like I really want to show up well for my cousin. Like it was actually like a really wonderful feeling to have like a purpose. And I felt like I had a sense of belonging and ritual, you know, that was, it was actually really good for my mental health, if that makes sense. It totally makes sense. Oh, I'm so glad you had such a good time. And that's (laughs) such a good description of, such a good insightful description of like that feeling and the novelty of it after all this time and the realization that like, yeah, we haven't had social obligations in the same way. And I know, you know, we talked about this a little bit beforehand, like we've talked on the show about being afraid of crowds and the like just the anxiety around crowds, but you got to experience the like fun part of it, the energy part of it, the sense of purpose part of it, the like, the part of social obligation that's also about connection and family. And I'm just, I'm excited for you. Yeah, it's, I mean, that is a perfect segue into our topic today, which is turning a crowd corner. Like, I do feel like something has shifted in me. I mean, I will also say that there is like a little bit of a disclaimer on weddings. So in my twenties and early thirties, I was going to many, many weddings per year. Were you, did you ever have that experience as well? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, my twenties, so many weddings and you know, no tea, no shade on you people, but no one I know who got married in my twenties is still married. Oh my goodness. Really? Yeah. I don't think any of them are still married and uh, many of them are remarried, happily remarried, but like, yeah, no. Mm-mm. Yeah. I body count on those twenties, uh, early thirties weddings. Oh. Especially the early 20s, also. That that's right out of college. Right wedding. out of college. Yeah, there's a few that have made it, but yes. I will say that I love weddings. I do, I in general, but I have been to too many weddings in one year. And then I have to like say no. And then there's been several weddings that I've said no to that I'm like, I'm just saturated. And then I realize later that I'm like, shit, I probably shouldn't have said no to that one because it would have been great. And then I should have said no to a different one. Anyway, I did not feel in this way, that way about this wedding at all because it had, it was such a novelty. Like you say, like it was such a novelty to be in a ritual like space with people that I love. Um, but yeah, I do kind of feel like I'm turning a crowd corner in a weird way. I feel like maybe like a month ago ish, I was starting to notice like people not going into rest or people going into restaurants without masks on people, you know, going into supermarkets without masks on. And I was like, Oh, that is the worst. What are people doing? What is wrong with humanity? Oh my God, this is awful. And now I don't know. It's weird, Karen. Like I feel like my behavior has shifted or something. Oregon is completely open. I know California is completely open. Is Illinois completely open? Like, are you able to, yeah. Oh yeah, we're in phase five. Yeah. Whatever that, which I think is returned to normal, but yeah, we're completely open. Like Sam, my partner went to a Cubs game, full capacity Cubs game this week. I know, I mean, that's turning a crowd. That's like body diving into crowd. That's mosh pitting. (laughs) That's mosh pitting into the crowd corner. (laughs) 
how did she feel about it? Was she okay with it? I think so. Because I mean, you're outside, right? Yeah. Like it's weird, but you are, you are outside and she didn't have like box seats. So yeah. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. It's just weird. It's kind of like, I mean, I, I felt like the only time that I felt distinctly uncomfortable was during airport, like, you know, layovers. Yeah. I will say that because I think that it's the indoor thing, even though I was in indoors at ballrooms with 300 people somehow, I mean, it, it actually was really spaced out. It, they were huge ballrooms. So like I was within, you know, I, I, I was within like four to 10 feet of the next person next to me, like these huge tables and that kind of stuff. So it was actually like not so bad, even though there was a buffet line, we did eat from buffets, which I was like, oh my God, are buffets ever going to be a thing again? And then I was like, I am fucking starving. I don't care what, <laughs> like, like we're it's 10 30 at night, which that was like a whole nother thing. But like, yeah, there was like it, the wedding was great. Eric, my cousin, if you're listening, I love you. And, but seriously, what happened with the food? But anyway, oh I was starving. <laughs> Anyway, the point is, is I was like, okay, I guess we're doing this buffet thing. I mean, no one was like touching the food, but like everyone's touching the tongs. Like, I don't know. And there were there were no masks, zero masks the entire weekend. Like I thought maybe a few people for the wedding would be masked, but I will say that when I was at like the Seattle airport, which was a layover. And when I was at LAX, like I actually felt um, pretty significant anxiety, like in my throat. Like I was like, <sighs> okay. 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 Like I can breathe. I can breathe. Why am I so tense? Why am I so tense? Why am I so tense? It's because there's like 75,000 people within like a four minute radius of my body. Like, I don't know, or four feet foot radius. Anyway, it was intense. Didn't love it. Yeah. I mean, I think best case scenario airports are anxiety producing. They're just, you're so, there's no way to not be tightly packed. Okay. This is a brief rant. You know, the size of an airplane you know how many people have to get onto the airplane. Why are the waiting areas and airports so tiny? Oh my Why gosh. do they make all 327 of us all wait on the same 20 chairs? It makes yes. me crazy. It does make me crazy as well. Also, those chairs are very tiny. And like they're, it's, they're stuck really, really, other. they're stuck to each other. And then like the little lanes that you have to walk in between the chairs, they really don't even fit like two pairs of legs, let alone like, three duffel bags and, you know, four carry-ons, like, and whatever else is, you know, stuck there and like a snack pack from a kid and like, you know, all of these things. It's like, oh I might as well just stand in the middle of the main hallway and get yelled at to move. You know, it's just, yeah, it's not always a wonderful experience. That's for sure. So, wow. Yeah. Anyway, that was my, that was my trip. Although after that we went to Orcas Island, which is in the San Juan islands off the coast of Washington. And that was wonderful. Um, except for the fact that Washington was in the hottest heat wave of its entire, like on record, apparently, like it was oh like 116 degrees. And we got to this place where I had booked and it was a tree house and we found it on Airbnb and it was cutest place, super quirky. And I was like, this is great. It had like literally five, 500 five-star reviews. And oh I was like, God. I've never even stayed at a place that was that well-reviewed. This is great. So we get there and I'm more rustic leaning than Tyler is. And so he was like, yeah, okay, fine. Let's go. Let's go check it out. And I was like, it'll be great. We never go on vacation, like since COVID started. So we get there and we're sitting in this treehouse. And inside the treehouse, I swear it felt like 116 degrees. Like both of us were like, like 
not moving and like breathing hard like it was horrible and so tyler like grabs the fan and this oscillating fan from like 1982 he like grabs it and really doesn't man like he doesn't like touch it hard or anything like it's not like manhandling it it breaks apart in his hands so he goes to target and he's like i'm gonna just find a different fan and as he's walking out the door he's like do you think we could die here? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> and I was like, that's really morbid. I'm like, no, what are you talking about? And so I was like, just, you know, go to Target, like just text me some pictures of the fans. Like we'll get the fan that works. It'll be fine. So he gets to Target and texts me a picture of a completely empty fan aisle because of course, no. poor people who live in Washington don't have air conditioning. Of course, everyone's going to run to Target and there's not going to be any fans for anybody. Meanwhile, I'm sitting in this hot box of a treehouse and thinking like, I am going to die. Shit. People die in heat, which is actually really sad because that actually does happen and did happen, unfortunately, in that heat wave. And I was like, this is not a good idea. So then I look on Orbit's. And I know I had talked about Hotwire. Oh yeah, this is, I'm not super into the, uh, you know, travel apps, needless to say, but anywho, so I look on Orbitz and I I was like, I don't even care. It's like 8 PM. We have to find something like we're in the middle of nowhere near the Canadian border. Like my phone keeps going, like, you know, roaming into Canada. And I was like, you can't go to Canada because of COVID anyway. So so I finally find this motel on Orbitz for $98. Cause like, I don't care. Like I, whatever it is, at least it has air conditioning. We get to the motel after paying $98. And the woman at the motel is like, did you get your thing on Orbitz? And like behind the counter. And I was like, yeah, we, we got it on Orbitz. And she was like, oh, Orbitz is screwing us. We have been overbooked for the past four days. You're going to have to just ask for a cancellation. So then we spend the next three days trying to get a cancellation from Orbitz. Wow. <sighs> needless to say we still have a 98 dollars charge on our chase card <clears throat> <laughs> never okay. use orbits or hotwire <laughs> anyway oh my God. but it actually worked out well because then we got to go to the san juan islands it, everything was fine and we stayed in a air-conditioned place that was the shortest you version did. of that story that i could possibly imagine but yes that was it was painstakingly hot it was so hot yeah oh my god so did you stay in the treehouse at all? No. Oh my God. Okay. So Tyler gets back from Target and oh he, I really feel like this entire podcast is a monologue about my, my, my trip, but that's okay. Sorry. For, sorry. Not sorry listeners. But anyway, basically the, um, he gets back and he is like, kind of like in a less than optimal mood because he's like, I don't know what we're going to do. And the, the reason we got the treehouse in the first place was because there, it was 4th of July week. Like there really wasn't anything in the San Juan islands. And so we were like, okay, we'll just stay on the mainland. It will be fine. And so we really didn't think we were going to be able to find anything. And I think the reason why orbits was booked was because locals were going to motels. Like they had to, like, of course. And so I, he got there and I was like, you don't have to fight me on this. I'm okay getting out of the treehouse. Meanwhile, I've gone through like two shirts in 30 minutes because I'm sweating that bad TMI. I know, but it was awful anyway. And so we end up getting, finding finally a hotel that would allow us, um, would allow us would give us a room um and it was like in the nearby town like 30 minutes away and we paid massive surge pricing and it was one of those things where we're like okay well it's either this or we try to stay in our car with the air conditioning on all night but that probably won't work for the battery or gas so you know it's kind of an interesting situation less than ideal wow that is um 
that is an epic story. It's got everything. (laughs) (laughs) This story's got everything. I, I'm so glad you survived. Thank you. (laughs) I also, I, I feel like it's really, I mean, I'm so glad you had the wedding in this experience because, so you come out of a once in a, in, once in a hundred year, you come out of a once in a hundred year panorama. Yes. Oh my God. Or as my, my friend Pamela said today, killer clown, oh. she referred to coronavirus, killer clown. Like you come out of that into a, an epic record setting, never in history heat wave and almost die in a treehouse. Yes. Seriously. I mean, that's exactly what Tyler and I were talking about. We finally got to go to dinner later that night and we park and we go to dinner and we're like, that was crazy. This is a once in a hundred year heat wave or once in a, however long, you know, the weather center has been tracking Washington weather probably longer than a hundred years. But anyway, and then we get to our car, Karen, it's gone. Our car was gone. Yeah. That's another part of the story. So there's this town called Bellingham, which is in Northern Washington it's really cute. It's like a, have you been there? It's like a college town. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's cute. And that was where we ended up staying because that was the closest town to this treehouse. And we leave this taco shop after having a couple margaritas and like trying to come down from our stress bucket of a day. And uh, there are a lot of in downtown Bellingham, a lot of streets look identical. And so I was absolutely positive that we had parked in this one parking spot. And I was like, our rental car, it's gone. Like it was stolen. I was like, this has never happened, but also this is the day for it to happen. P.S. I've had like three hours of sleep because we had our black tie wedding and then got on a plane three hours later the night before. And, um, and Tyler's like, Oh God, I think, yeah, I think that someone stole our car. Like this is, I'm like, we're going to have to call the police. And he was like, he's like, well, before we call the police, let's just go down one more block. And thank God he said that because identical blocks, should not be a thing. Civil engineers who are listening, please change your blocks. <laughs> That's random. But anyway, the 17th anxiety attack of the day was resolved well because our car was untouched and everything was fine. Yeah. So there concludes my monologue of my, of my trip. And I'm very happy to be back in Bend in an air conditioned home, which it is like 95 degrees here, but I actually don't care because I'm in air conditioning. It's fine. So, so Karen, how do you feel about turning a crowd corner? Like I really had to like, I was like forced into diving into the deep end of a, you know, wedding and that kind of thing indoors. But how do you feel about it? So I have done many versions of this. I have not been to a wedding. I have not been to like a big social event yet, really. Well, that's not entirely true. I went out to dinner with like 20 people, but. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was so much fun. My friend Aaron was in town. Boy, Aaron was in town. Oh, that's so Um, wonderful. It was great. But again, we were on a patio. So I haven't. So my crowd corner comfort is mostly outside. Yes. Right? Like I I have eaten indoors a couple of times, which has surprised me because I just avoided it for so long. I've done it a couple of times, but now that it's like summer, summer in Chicago, I've mostly done patios and I, 
And, you know, restaurants, because they can be at full capacity, they're not, why would they social distance? You know what I mean? Like they're not spreading out the tables. You're like just as close to people, right. As you always were. So I, I remember getting to like this beautiful restaurant. I will say the other thing that has eased my crowd corner anxiety is like being able to go back to like beautiful restaurants. Ooh, yes. Right. Just like you just get to a restaurant and it's just like, wow, y'all have spent so much money making this experience amazing. And it's not me coming to your pickup window, eating in my standing up at the sink in my kitchen, right? Like, yes, yes. That has been great. So like walk through the beautiful restaurant out to the patio and got sat like right next to this family. And I was like, "Eh," oh, initially. And then I had a cocktail and got over it. But (laughs) yeah, I, I, I have been out and seen more people, I would say in the last month than I have this whole time. And it's both been great and been a really good reminder. Like I need to pace myself. Mm. Like I can't go out every single night. That's just not a thing. Oh my gosh. The pacing is so big. And also the part about the beauty of the interior of restaurants and like just the service industry and having so much appreciation for what that gives our society. Like there's like a level of, for me, like relaxation when I feel like I'm being taken care of at like a nice restaurant. It doesn't even have to be a nice restaurant. It could be any restaurant, but like that it's just such a beautiful feeling. This and our server was great. And yeah, no, exactly. The being taken care of. And I feel like it is, that is definitely an element of this. We've all missed like being taken care of this whole time has looked like, thank you, Instacart person. Yes. Right. Like, thank you, cashier at the grocery store for being here. Right. Like, yeah, I, I haven't done any, like, I haven't gotten my hair done. I haven't gotten my makeup done. I haven't got my nails done. I am tomorrow though, getting a chakra. Ooh, she's going to kill me because I'm saying the name wrong. I'm getting something done with my chakras tomorrow. Ooh, that's exciting. My friend, Jenny Salon. Shout out to Jenny. Lena Rose in Chicago, Green Beauty Salon. I'm so excited. Oh. She has some chakra cleansing chakra. I don't know. That's fantastic. I'm really excited about Is that it. an yeah. experience that happens indoors? Yeah. Oh yeah. In like a, I mean, like in the room where she does facials and stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited for you, Karen. Is this also a birthday, like, you know, gift? It kind of is, yes. That's so beautiful. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to hear all about that. Like, like body work, energy work, all of that. Yes, and I feel like it's like perfect two days before to have it, like two days before my birthday and to kind of go into 46 with this done. I'm very excited about it. Yes, yes. I mean, that's so interesting. Like to, that's another example of someone taking care of you. Like there's like, there's this idea of getting taken care of that. I didn't really think that we, like, I didn't think of this before we had this conversation, but like we've been taking care of ourselves for this entire time. And it's, there's just a lack of um, community with that. There's a lack of like feeling connected with that. And like, yes, Zoom is wonderful. And yes, you know, all of the things, but like, I just, I don't know. That's a beautiful thing to get body work done, to get energy work done, to have a server that's fabulous that you're like joking around with and like, oh my gosh. And they're going to clean your plates or their dishwasher people are like, that's amazing. I know. Well, and it's also like the, the, also again, like this, this idea of the exchange of energy that we've been missing, like it's not the same on zoom. And I feel like 
I, I feel like other people have been more articulate than I can be about like missing that in-person thing. I think I've been so relieved to work from home frankly that I, yes. right. Like haven't focused on that, that piece of it. Like the missing the energy of being around other people and yes, being in community with other people and it can be wonderful. It really, it's magic. Like when you feel safe with those people, when you feel like it's an intention that you're putting into the experience and it's not just like, at least for me, the intention around being at the Seattle airport was not exactly aligned with, you know, getting good energy from a lot of, I'm sure that there were really nice people around me, but I just hated everyone. And so it was like, I just didn't want to be near anyone, but at the same time, like being around people in a more intentional way, like you're describing is such a beautiful experience. And you know, it, it like yesterday I was at a wine bar, which I never go to wine bar. I mean, I used to in my pre-COVID life go to wine bars, but I went to a wine bar with a friend last night. And as I was sitting there outside, I heard someone yelling my name and I was like, what? And like, I, it was kind of like, that doesn't happen. Or I, it, it felt like it never happened obviously in COVID. Cause I didn't really see humans. I was afraid of people. And so like, I, this per, I looked up and it was my realtor, this guy drew who's wonderful. And he was with his oh family and they came over and they were chatting and hugging. And like, I got to hug his daughters and like, Oh my gosh, Karen, I wouldn't have even known it was him. If he had his mask on it, like I, he wouldn't have known it was, I mean, maybe he would have known it was me if it was, if I had my mask on, but it was so interesting because the friend that I was with had been to this wine bar before and the bartender, who's also the owner, the sommelier of the wine bar, she went up to him and she's like, Oh my gosh, it's so nice to see your face. And he was like, yeah, mm. seriously. Like, cause she had been multiple times and she kind of had this like nice rapport with him. And he was like, yeah, it's nice to see my own face. Like, I forget what I look like. Like, that's so real. Like, that is all like, I mean, running into people, like seeing people and like being excited to see them. Like, there's just, I don't think I realized all of these minute details and like losses that we sustained during that year and a half to now have them back. It kind of highlights like, man, that was rough. Ooh, it's so funny. I also ran into someone yesterday randomly on the street. Really? I did. An old coworker just was riding her bike past me. Yeah, on the street. That's so interesting. Isn't that crazy? Did she yeah. just yell your name? Was she like, Karen? I actually ended up yelling her name. Nice. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> she apparently had done a double take. She was, because it's also just like, wait, am I right? Am I, is that someone I know? Right? right. It's the whole of like, oh, masks are off. Yes, yeah. completely. Completely. I mean, it's just such a beautiful thing to like, not have to be only in your own head also, like at least for oh, me, God. right? Yeah, no, a thousand percent. Oh gosh. I mean, bring on the crowds. I mean, <laughs> the crowds being the qualifier for crowds being the people that I really want to be around. That's the crowd that I would rather be around. Correct. That is a perfect qualifier. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I am going to continue to pace myself. I think I am going to, as you said, have more intentional experiences around like getting back out there, but yeah, turn in a crowd corner. Maybe it's a thing. Maybe it's a thing. How do you feel about pacing yourself for like, for people? Cause I love that concept so much, but I'm like, I think I need advice, Karen. Like, do you have like a barometer for like, okay, I'm only going to go out three days this week, or I'm only going to see people two days this week, or I'm only like, do you have like a something that you check in with yourself? And like, how do you pace yourself? I, I need advice actually, most likely other people listening also. 
okay, I, I feel like maybe I've oversold this because um, <laughs> it's an aspirational concept. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. Okay. So wait, time out because I mean, I, I looked up the other day and realized like, oh, I've been out with people 11 of the last 14 days. Oh, wow. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the pacing is kind of a, um, it's a forward looking aspiration rather than a current practice. That is so fair. That is so fair. It's kind of like the pendulum swinging, you know, like we were so far in one end and then maybe it's normal to have it swing the other end and then we'll get in the middle at some point. And who knows when that point is, but I'm with you. I really have no idea what my, you know, happy medium pacing is. I, I don't, I really just don't like I, you know, I, we came home from LA or from home uh, from the San Juan islands actually. And it was the day before the 4th of July and I texted my neighbors and I was like, Hey, there's a block party on our street. Like come over for cornhole or like getting bags or whatever. And I was like, come over tomorrow night and it will be great. And I went to Dick sports. I got the, the bags. I got some yard games, whatever. And seriously, Karen by like, okay, the party was supposed to start the, the block party. So that the one that I had not organized, we were just kind of like hangers on and like people would come over to our house, hopefully. Um, I think that was supposed to start at four by 6 PM. Tyler and I were like, we should go to bed now. Like we were like, we, like we like, and then we had a few people who kind of like stopped by and they're like, Oh, Hey, are you guys still playing bags? And we're like, actually, I think we just like really bit off a little bit more than we could chew. We thought it would be really fun. It, would it be okay if we just did a rain check? And all of our friends were like, yeah, yeah, it's no problem. They were going to do something else anyway. It's not a big deal, but I actually, that guy who I ran into my realtor last night, he's like, I'm really sorry. I never texted back about the 4th of July. And I'm like, I'm so glad you didn't because we didn't do anything. And we were sleeping at 7:45. Like, it was like, you know, like I just, that, that is an example of not knowing how to pace myself. <laughs> oh my God. But you did, you recognized that you needed to tap out and you yes, tapped out. I tapped out. Yeah. yeah I, I guess know, that's true. You can only do what you can do. <laughs> Oh my gosh. But yes, but speaking of groups in safe spaces, we are, <gasps> oh my gosh, Karen, countdown three weeks in one day until our major, so exciting, life-changing live one-year anniversary party. <laughs> that was a fantastic segue. We're getting so much better at these segues. That was great. Professional. Right. Uh <laughs> You're about to turn a year old as a podcast. Well, I mean, audio project slash podcast. You know what I mean? Yes. Tuesday, July 27th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central, 8 p.m. Eastern. Yes. Listeners, you can join us on Zoom. Yes. We are going to be recording live a, our one-year anniversary podcast episode. So we are welcoming any and all listeners. It is $25 a household just come on over to our Instagram. It's not okay pod, not underscore okay underscore pod um, on Instagram. Same on Twitter. You can also check my, out my Instagram, which is katie.i.morel. Um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be an absolutely incredible time and I just can't wait. It's going to be amazing and lots of laughs, lots of questions from the audience. This is all about the listener and involving them in our process. I love that. 
our wild process. And that $25 benefits the Feminist Media Foundation, which is the publisher of Rebellious Magazine for Women. Katie, as you've so eloquently said before, we don't really talk about that very much, but this is technically, this podcast is technically a production of Rebellious Magazine for Women. You used to write for, I am the founder of, and Feminist Media Foundation is our umbrella nonprofit. We are not a 501c3, but we're a nonprofit in the state of Illinois, and we're looking to grow this podcast. We're looking to do more work with Rebellious. So hence the $25 benefits the foundation. We should also mention, if you want to interact with us, great. If you don't, cameras are optional, pants are optional. Totally, totally. Yes bring your pets or not like you know like you can just have us in the background while you're making dinner you don't have to participate but if you want to and if you have burning questions listeners we are here for them we are no there's no wrong question and we're available it's just going to be really fun it's going to be a wild time I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we are also on Twitter. Uh, I've also linked to it in my Chief Rebel Instagram account. I will link to it on my Twitter account too. You can find it on Rebellious Magazine. There was a post about it with the link to the Eventbrite. You can probably search Eventbrite and find us. Yes. So many ways to hang out with us on July 27th. So many ways. 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central. Yes. And if you can't figure out the link, just text us. We'll send oh, it to you. <laughs> oh, no. And that's okay. That's totally okay. Sometimes yeah. it can get confusing. No judgment. Um, but yes, hopefully we'll see you on July 27th, which is our actual one year anniversary. That's like the literal day of our anniversary. Um, so yes, but thanks for listening listeners. We will see you next week. <laughs>